Welcome to Influencer Business, where influencers get help with the hard stuff. Think of us as your business bible. We're a team of influencers and entrepreneurs dedicated to bringing professional resources and infrastructure to our community. I'm Rich Gudelari, CEO of Trove. I'm an entrepreneur focused on helping influencers run and grow their businesses with the resources and information they need. I host this podcast as well as a live webinar called Office Hours, which takes place every Wednesday. Here, I dig deeper into each weekly topic and answer all of your most pressing questions. Our weekly podcast features guests from across the professional landscape, sharing their experiences and advice and answering questions from the Trove community, which you can submit on our website at www.trovebusiness.com. Welcome back to Influencer Business. I'm your host, Rich Scudelari. Really excited to have you with us here this week. We have an awesome episode lined up for you. We are talking to Hitha Palapu, who is an amazing entrepreneur, investor, mentor, mom, wife. She literally does it all. She's an author. She's had a book published. She has her own blog. She has two podcasts. I mean, this woman literally does it all. And she is a ninja when it comes to actually doing it all or doing what you want to do. And it's interesting. We'll get into this in the conversation about she's as intentional about the things that she doesn't do as she is about the things that she does do. But first, before we get to the interview, quick plug from us here at Trove. If you haven't already, please, 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 please leave us that five-star rating and give us a glowing review. It always helps and we greatly appreciate it. But with that quick plug out of the way, I want to welcome Hit the Palapu to Influencer Business. Hit the thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Excited to, to jump in. But before we do, we're doing this new segment called Five Quick Questions. And we're going to shoot them to you rapid fire. Excellent. All right. So what was the last meal you cooked? I cooked black bean kimchi quesadillas for dinner two nights ago. It's nice. one of my go-to recipes. It's super yeah. easy, super delicious. The boys love them. Boys eat cheese quesadillas. <laughs> <laughs> this is for the adults. The adults. Got it. Got it. Okay. Nice. What was the last TV show you binged? Four Weddings and a Funeral. Okay. Would you recommend it? If you just need like delightful brain candy and you don't <laughs> hold it to like the original film, it's just very much a modern retelling okay. and change of it. Sure. I, I loved it. Yeah. Okay. What was the last concert you went to? I went to my friend Falu's concert that she did for families. Okay. Like I want to say two years ago. <laughs> wow. I know it's bad, but I'm helping her plan a family Diwali event at oh, the nice. wing this, this fall. Oh, so that'll, that'll be, be fun. fun. Oh, that's awesome. All right. And this one's going to, well, it could be easy or hard depending on how you look at it. But what was the last book you read? I just finished She Said, the book mm -hmm. about the Harvey Weinstein investigation. Oh, it's a hard book to read, yeah, I can and I've imagine. had Weinstein nightmares for the past Re week. Actually, <laughs> actually, oh my like god! Like I said, I was like a New York Times journalist with Megan Tuohy and Jody Cantor, but Jeez. it is not. It was yeah. such. It's such an important book. Yeah. Like really, mm -hmm. it's being touted as the next All the President's Men. Okay, interesting. It's yeah. it's just phenomenal, though. Yeah. Highly well recommend it. Well written. Very well written. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, tough book to read. Sounds like it's one that people should be reading, though. Everyone should be Fight reading it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Uh, on a lighter note, uh, <laughs> what was the last city you visited and why? Last city I visited was Philadelphia three weeks I after I had my baby to wow. pitch at a healthcare VC's industry day. Oh, my God. Three weeks out? Yeah, I mean, wow. your wife is a superhero. She went to <laughs> yeah, she <Wisconsin> did. <laughs> she went for to her a, brother's wedding. Yeah, she did. She did that ten days after the birth of our baby. She was, I mean, but 
But she was she wasn't pitching, uh, raising money. Yep. Oh my god, how'd it go? It went well. Yeah. 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 Just all adrenaline, or all adrenaline, mm-hmm. and I napped and pumped on the way there, and <laughs> napped and pumped on the way back. Yeah, it probably actually was a bit calmer, you know, being in front of those investors than your two uh, boys. I gotta say, Ro, my older son, is yeah. like boot camp for any entrepreneur because the number of times <laughs> I'm told no by him and have to turn that no into a yes somehow. Yeah. Like no investor or no person ever telling me no or yeah. no like kick up the business gets is as hard as <laughs> dealing with my four-year-old. That's awesome. That's awesome. So that's five quick questions. Let's jump right in. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the start? Give us a little background on how you got started, why you started the blog originally. Mm-hmm. It was every blogger's origin story, uh-huh. non-creative job, needed a creative outlet. Oh, okay. And at nice. the time I was traveling all the time. So sure. Hith on the Go was yeah. very much me at that mm-hmm. time. And it was a hobby I could do from anywhere. I didn't yeah. need anything but my computer and maybe a right. camera. Mm-hmm. And what was nice about it is as my pharmaceutical career grew, so did the blog. And it happened merged in a couple of different ways. Yeah. Packing content really was what made my blog explode in terms of growth. And it was because at the time, nobody was writing about how people actually packed and traveled. Sure. It was quit your job, sell all your belongings and live out of a backpack kind (laughs) of content. Not, I have a business trip and then I am staying in the city for an extra couple of days. How do I pack for that? Okay. How do I pack for a business, formal business trip and sure. not destroy my suit in the process. Right. Little things like that. It seems like a very specific niche. Very specific. Yeah. And I mean, as a result, I got a book deal. Yeah. I had curated packing boxes with Tell quarterly. us about the book. Oh my God. This is when like my professional, yeah. my two professional worlds and my personal world really collide. Uh-huh. I got an email from a publisher who basically said, I love your blog. Have you thought about a book? Mm-hmm. The day I came home from the hospital with Ro. Oh, <laughs> so hey, I you I want was- another project? You just finished a nine-month gig. <laughs> <laughs> and I felt like the drugs were still in my system, so I had to hand my phone to like my husband and my mom to be like, yeah. am I reading this right? Is yeah. this for real? And... My dad and my husband both said, this is a terrible idea. You should say no. My mom said, when are you ever going to get approached like to get a book? Not you have to put together a proposal or anything. Say yes. We will figure it out. (laughs) Thank you, mom. Thank you, mom. (laughs) That's right. The book is dedicated to her. Oh, that's awesome. She's she's the packing OG. Is she actually? Watching that woman pack for my trip, our trips to India growing up was just like... (laughs) watching <laughs> magic or pure chaos, depending at the time. Yeah, sure. But everything was so perfectly organized. Our own suitcases were like very efficiently packed. Uh-huh. Then we'd have three suitcases filled with stuff for the family. Oh, that you're bringing over that to family bringing members. bringing over. Oh. So everything from like toilet paper to <laughs> chocolate. Like, yeah. I mean, I don't know why they want Hershey's when you have sure. Cadbury and like all the amazing Indian desserts, but yeah. whatever. Yeah. But she would like shop for weeks in ahead and then oh, start wow. planning everything. Sure. It, it was amazing. So okay. I really became aware of packing and mm-hmm. just the trip. She would take me to India every summer as a kid. And your job at the time was pharmaceutical sales? 
It Is was right? business development for my father's okay. first, enough, his second company. Second company. Time. Okay. Yeah. So going out and doing deals with mm-hmm. uh, other companies. Okay. Yeah. So, and so you're on the go all the time. All the time. Makes sense. I mean, that's why my husband and I lived in an alcove studio for like our first three years in New York <laughs> because it was a glorified closet. We were right. traveling constantly. Yeah. So why would we spend money on rent, more money on rent for an apartment we were never 100%. in? Yeah. But the platform is, since then has obviously morphed a lot. Tell yeah. us a little bit about that. As much as I enjoy the satisfaction of a well-packed suitcase, I would never (laughs) call packing my true passion. My true passion is basically figuring out how to optimize my own life in a joyful manner. And once I kind of figure out what the hell I'm doing, I like to share it and see if it helps (laughs) other people. So we talked a little bit about before, I love problem solving. I Mm -hmm. love like being a tackled with like a huge, hairy, Mm -hmm. complicated problem and figuring out how to break it down and resolve it and come to a resolution that makes us all better at the end of it. Mm -hmm. And that's a skill that's been a huge boon for me at Mm -hmm. work. And it's an approach I just take to everything in life. So packing was a pain that a lot of people had that I had turned into a semi-joyful experience for myself. And I was able to share that through the blog and then the book with others. And I started thinking about everything else that people are faced with. So at the, in the last couple of years of the blog, I started ramping up really easy recipes with a focus on vegetarian vegan, because I'm someone who loves like really decadent tasting dishes. Sure but they have to be quick and easy to make and like with equipment most people have. So Mm -hmm. I started playing around in the kitchen and then sharing those recipes. Okay. People wondering what the hell do I wear for work Mm -hmm. or any really setting and just sharing outfits that are, you know, approachable, but also purposeful for different settings. That wasn't so much the hyper-styled outfits that you do see on some blogs, which I love and appreciate, but there's no way I can pull off what Crystal Beck or Blair Edie wears. <laughs> like, they're amazing. They yeah. take style to an, like an art form. Sure, yeah. I'm no. just trying to look like a human. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. She's doing a great job, though. I know that our listeners can't see, but she's doing a great job. She looks... Thank you. You look human. <laughs> a lot of really good concealer. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so that's kind of how the content on the site did evolve. And mm-hmm. one big thing that I had never personally faced just as a nerd for the news was mm-hmm. there is so much going on in the world. How do I discern yeah. what's actually important and I should be paying attention to versus what is just noise. Yeah. And Jessica Yellen does a great job of this on her Instagram, but mm-hmm. she takes issue by issue. And I knew that sharing my own reads on a daily basis was something I truly enjoyed doing because it made me actually whittle down and focus what's an actually important issue versus if I read the headline or a quick Axios summary, I get the gist of. And last year I just started sharing them on my Instagram story Mm -hmm. every single day. And that picked up like wildfire. And selfishly, I started it because I wanted people to talk about news stories with. Yeah. And (laughs) I think everyone was really confused at the beginning because I went from never posting on Instagram and taking like a three month break to all of a sudden going, here's a story about like the latest healthcare repeal effort. (laughs) Here is- Who is this person? (laughs) Who hears an interview about like Stacey Abrams and her latest book or things like that. Uh And it just- 
it's a nice compliment to what is already out there from people who are summarizing the news yeah. to full length, like news media companies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I like to curate and yeah. it's something that blogging definitely helped me mm-hmm. develop and hone that skill better. But I'm really thrilled at the response about Five Smart Reads because yeah. it's also nice to share news that I feel is underreported, but is really, really important in the grand scheme of things because the things that are getting the headlines are the things that are profitable for a lot of news companies. It's the clicks, right? It's the clicks. Yeah. So people are going to click on the latest thing Trump said or an impeachment effort Mm -hmm. or things that are personally affect them. But I think it's also important to be talking about, hey, there's a whole lot of stuff happening in Iran, Saudi Arabia, Yemen right, right now. Yeah, yeah. Here's a good article that actually breaks it down. Mm-hmm. Of like, So you can get caught up reading this one thing or what's happening in Kashmir between India and Pakistan or yeah. why mm-hmm. Modi and Trump are BFF. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I still, I'm getting, wrapping my hand around that, but that's fine. And yeah, it's an interesting match. It is. And then yeah. also what really what cool women are building businesses that you may not have heard of, but maybe Mm -hmm. you'd like to, and you'd be a good, you'd be interested in trying out their products or services. Right. Yeah. That's it's, there's so much what quote unquote news Mm -hmm. out there, right? There's so many sources to go to for whether it's just the daily news overarching things. And it's really hard to filter through what matters and what doesn't. So I can understand why people responded so powerfully to that. And that's leading to a few new things for you, right? Yeah, it has. It is. As we're building out a full Five Smart Reads website to be able to catalog all the previous links I have shared and sorted by category, Mm -hmm. there's going to be in time, a daily newsletter because not everyone wants to be on Instagram first thing in the morning right, or wants right. to go to Facebook first thing in the morning. And I want to sure. honor the people who just want to get it in their inbox and kind of right. respect the mm-hmm. rest of the time in their day. For sure. My Q&As um, every week on Instagram are pretty popular. So yep. I'd like to be able to have a place to home all the most frequently asked questions sure yeah. so people can check that before yeah. asking me <laughs> again again hey, can you uh, i've never heard you say anything about yourself can you tell us uh, a little bit about your background i mean <laughs> i've seen that uh, three or four times over the last that happens a lot weeks. Yeah. and you know i'm glad because people are sharing my account which yeah means so you have new, I have followers, new followers for sure and i want to honor and respect that but it'd be nice to be able to say for sure swipe up here exactly yeah Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's awesome. And you also might be having a podcast coming out soon. Yes. Yeah. Tell us a little. Well, no, not one, but two. So the second one is we're still, it's with a co-host and a friend of mine. So okay. we're still working out the, de- the, the details because okay, she's on the West it. Coast. But Ooh, my, that's interesting. my solo podcast will be One Smart Thing. And oh, it's okay. an extension of kind of the content I've been sharing on Instagram. But sure. every week there'll be two episodes. One that tackles one of the questions I frequently get or one that requires a more thoughtful response that okay. I can't do in an Instagram story frame. Sure. And one to go deeper in an article I've previously shared and kind of explain things a bit. Yeah. So there's been times where I get a lot of questions about healthcare and just by nature of working in the business, I right. do have an understanding of why Medicare for all right away mm-hmm. is going to be incredibly difficult, if not impossible to achieve, but right. what we can do to try to expand healthcare access for everybody and sure. reduce drug costs and reduce like mm-hmm. emergency healthcare costs yeah. and even just explain why drugs are so damn expensive. Right. <laughs> I think that would be helpful for a lot of people. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. You talk about being involved in the pharmaceutical space. Mm-hmm. 
you are not just an influencer. You are the original, not one of the original <laughs> multi-hyphenates, right? You are a CEO. Yes. You're an investor. Mm-hmm. You're a mentor. You're an influencer. You're a mom. You're a wife. Like, tell us about how you balance all of these different things and how they all fit into kind of who you are as a person. I drink a lot of coffee. <laughs> and Does that slow down time? Or, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean... I'm somebody who never could just focus on one thing. Uh-huh. And I had parents who, as a kid, when I said, I want to try ballet, I want to do sure. singing, I want to play soccer, I want to do this, I want to mm-hmm. do that. Yeah. They really rallied and let me try everything. But also, if I made a commitment to something, to see it all the way through and to give it like a solid six to nine months before moving yeah. on from it. For sure, yeah. And... I never heard no, so I never had anyone telling me, well, you can only be one thing. Yeah. Of course, Mm -hmm. my mom was like, you can be all the things, but learn how to manage your time. Right. So thank you, mom, for that. (laughs) Very important early Well, that begs the question, right? There are only 24 hours in Mm -hmm. a day. You need to sleep at some point, right? So how is it that you fit everything in? There's a lot I don't do. Okay. And I talk about this on Instagram, but Mm -hmm. I have a significant amount of help with regards I don't do most of the cleaning in my house. Mm-hmm. I cook a lot on the weekend, so I'm not really cooking too much during the week. It might okay. just be minor assembly, and my kids eat a lot of frozen food. Okay. Like Dr. Prager's is <laughs> basically keeps Roe alive. Um, I have teams like yep. at home and yeah. at Russian Pharma to help me run the company. So I focus on the things only I can do. Okay. I don't spend, you know, all day with my kids. I can't by nature of this. So Mm -hmm. I make sure that the morning and the evening hours are really high quality time Mm -hmm. and my phone is put away and I'm not trying to do something different. Right. I multitask by getting Ro to help me cook, or at least he's playing in the kitchen while I'm cooking and Mm -hmm. Rocky's like either strapped to me or like in his (laughs) dock Right. And my poor husband and I are effectively roommates most of the time. <laughs> like during the week, it's we're very much ships passing in the night and sure. it's things logistics or kids related yeah. are all we really manage to talk about. And maybe we have five to 10 minutes a day to actually say, how was your day? Mm-hmm. How are things going? Yeah. But we do prioritize like once a month, we'll try to go see a Broadway show and go out to dinner and actually spend that time together. And a sure. couple times a year, a few times a year, we go away for a long weekend. Nice. And okay really reconnect that. Mm-hmm. This is just a season of our life where our kids really need us yeah. and our careers really need us. Sure. And as long as we do the little things to stay connected, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll make it through. And then when the kids are grown and yeah. our com- we're successfully have exited out of some companies yeah, yeah, yeah. and we're just sort of chilling, we can spend more time sure. with each other. For sure. And so are you hyper, are you a hyper scheduler? Yes. Do you, yes. Okay. I live and die by my calendar yeah. and I have to. And sometimes mm-hmm. things slip. Of course yeah. things slip. Nice but parallels there between the packing book and you, yes. you know, packing your life. Yeah. I kind, it kind of is. My yeah. iCal is color coded yeah. and yeah. anal retentive yeah. and I have like four, no, I actually more than, I have four email accounts and probably like eight calendars <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. in there, but sure. it, it's fine. I know and the feeling. <laughs> I just roll with the punches and if things slip, they slip and I try to do better tomorrow. But I Mm -hmm. also do have a structure to my week that I think helps a lot. So Mondays and Fridays, I work from home. Those are the days I really prioritize time with the boys. So my Mm -hmm. working hours are more limited. So I can spend the morning with Rocky, taking him to a walk or a music class in the neighborhood. And the afternoon I'm picking Ro up from school and we're doing something fun together before we get home. Mm -hmm. Sometimes a sitter comes to like hang out with him for the rest of the day. 
way. For sure. Or I'm like, hey, let's go to a different part of the city and do something really fun together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, a lot of people are looking for that routine, especially mm-hmm. people who work for themselves or run a business. They're looking for a routine, but they live kind of this life where nothing is the same week mm-hmm. to week or even day to day. So how do you build that quote unquote routine without, you know, killing yourself and also while at the same time everything changes all the time? I think the best thing to do is to schedule your leisure time mm-hmm. and like your self-care moments. Right. Right first before, because you can cram your calendar in with work that if you have three evenings blocked out where you know you're staying at home and like getting into bed early and reading a book, you do that. And workouts come next for me. Okay. Because I I try to work out. Usually (laughs) that's the first thing to slip. It Uh is what it is. It's fine. Yeah, sure. I'm lugging around like a 20 pound kit around New York City most of the time. (laughs) It's a good workout in and of itself. It's a great workout. Um, And then meetings, I always schedule on Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. Okay. Wednesday mornings, I try to keep Wednesday afternoons to be like my little bit of self-care time and recharging. So Mm -hmm. that way it keeps me fueled for Thursday, Friday. Right. And, you know, I... It ebbs and flows. Mm-hmm. I don't stick to the schedule 100%. Sure. It's probably 80% of the time. Mm-hmm. But that 80% makes it so that when the 20%, you know, shit hits the fan, yeah. I can manage because I know I will get back to mm-hmm. my routine soon enough. It sounds like you give yourself a little bit of rope to play yeah. with so that you're not overly uh, hypersensitive mm-hmm. to missing something. You're like, hey, listen, this is going to happen. I'm going to miss a workout. I'm going to push a meeting. I'm, you know, you give yourself a little bit of grace you so that you to. don't drive yourself crazy. You have to, because I think if you live and die by like a hyper regimented schedule, you're setting yourself up to fail sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's no way to live. Right. Mm-hmm. So 100%. I think it's do what, and I also think people don't have clarity really on being unapologetic about a very few goals. Yeah. So my goals right now are raise money for my company, Mm -hmm. be a good mom to my boys. Keep the boys alive. Keep the children alive (laughs) and be to the investments that we've already made, Mm -hmm. be available, be present. And that is one that I revisit probably on a monthly basis to make sure I'm spending the time with the portfolio companies that need me the most. Right. And that it also changes. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. To that point about kind of not hyper scheduling, mm-hmm. we talk a lot about um, making sure you have quote unquote work life balance. What does that look like to you? Because it means something different to everybody else. And maybe this is a season where there isn't yeah. much balance. But what does that look like to you and how do you achieve it? I mean, there's no balance. <laughs> there is work, there is life, yep. and then I'm asleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there are we- there are days where I am an awesome present mom yeah. and maybe barely got to my email that day. Sure. There are days where I'm absolutely killing it at work, but I've barely spent any time with my kids. I mm-hmm. couldn't pick up rope from school one day. I barely saw Rocky and yeah. I feel like a shitty mom. Mm-hmm. For me, if the balances out by the end of the week that everything I needed to get done for work happened and the time I spent with my kids was really quality time, I'm fine. Mm -hmm. Got it. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. So you kind of look back at a longer period Mm -hmm. of time as opposed to day to day. Maybe it's week to week, month to month. I think trying to achieve daily balance is just a recipe for disaster. Mm -hmm. For me, I I don't have the personality that lends itself well to that. But Mm -hmm. for me, the weekly, the monthly is really a... 
it works for me. Yeah. No, I think that's really smart because you just, a, a day could blow up in your face. You could have an emergency on the business front. You could have emergency on the family front and you just got to give yourself that grace. That to, just sums up this month. Yeah. Like as <laughs> well, soon as I saw I on put your Insta out, stories, yeah. you were up till what, to three o'clock last night. And, yeah. From yeah. 12 to three, I was like a good wife yeah. and, and my husband had a, a last minute business trip come up. So I'm like, he hates packing. So I'm like, all right, let me just do him a favor. So I took out a suitcase <laughs> for him. Let the pro handle I this. got like the work clothes. I got all his clothes in there for him and neatly like organized. So he was really it's, happy. It's really nice. So then like nice 11 o'clock, I finally like my head hits the pillow. Then yeah. at 12, I hear a row awake. Yeah. I'm with him from like 12 to two because uh-huh. he has a bad cold. And uh. then I heard Rocky wake up and I'm like, no, <laughs> feed him, get him back down. Right. And then before I know it, it's 6 a.m. Lizzo uh. is blaring from my Amazon Alexa. I'm like, oh my God, today's going to be a Time to one. go. So how do you recharge? You said Wednesday afternoon is kind Wednesday, of like your, yeah. you look forward to that moment in the week. I have a little routine that okay. I kind of love for Wednesday afternoon. Sure. I go and get reflexology for like a half hour at uh-huh. this little split place in um, our neighborhood in the Upper West Side uh-huh. that it's like you have to go down to like some sketchy scaffolding sure. stairs yeah. and whatnot, but it's yeah. really clean. Everyone yeah. is there is amazing uh-huh. and I fall asleep. So depending on the really? week I've had, oh, wow. I either get it for a half hour or an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll either take myself to a movie Mm. because there's a lot of movies that my husbands will n- will never see with me. I am, <laughs> and I'm always like trying to be more women-led movies, more uh-huh. female-directed and sure. whatnot movies. And your box office dollars matters for that. Yeah. So if mm-hmm. I can give them my box office dollars and mm-hmm. unplug on a Wednesday afternoon, I'll sure. do that. Yeah. If I don't do that and there's no movies I want to see, I'll go to my favorite wine bar. Okay. Triage like all of my emails or try to get ahead on like some kind of writing project or mapping out strategy for something. Sure. While enjoying like a really nice glass of wine and Mm -hmm. a truffle grilled cheese panini. Yeah. (laughs) That sounds delicious. And it's great. Yeah. And they know me really well now. So they Mm -hmm. know on Wednesdays to reserve a spot at like the bar with a plug point for me. Yeah. That's amazing. That's really fun. So I I think that brings up a really interesting point because a lot of people have trouble relaxing, especially Mm -hmm. in the world that we live in where everything is driven by either a single person, maybe a team of a few people, Mm -hmm. giving themselves the ability to say, hey, like on a Wednesday afternoon, if I'm out to go to a movie or hit the wine bar, that's okay. You know, obviously there's a line making sure you're working hard at the other times, but you have to be okay with that. Otherwise, you're going to burn out. And it's easier when you work for yourself. I don't think I could have ever justified it to a boss. Like even my dad thought who I work for (laughs) (laughs) thought it was bizarre, but he saw that my work quality for the second half of the week was so much higher because of that break I allow myself to take. Right. And Mm -hmm. whether that's a Wednesday afternoon, whether it's a Sunday afternoon, like to find some non-negotiable time for yourself every week that it's, it's like, a doctor's appointment or it's like yeah. your kid's doctor's appointment. You would never miss that. Yeah. You might miss your own. Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah. For uh, years on you end. You treat it and it doesn't have to be every week. Maybe it's every other week. Maybe mm-hmm. it's once a month, but figure out a frequency and something you really love doing that is just for you. Like that's mm-hmm. why I needlepoint and crochet because I'm someone who always has to be doing something with their yeah. hands, but I hate how much I scroll on my I'm phone. I'm just getting a headache hearing about all the things that you do and trying to think about how they would fit into a single person's schedule. I mean, and it ebbs and flows. There are some weeks where I barely get any reading done and that's okay. There are some weeks that Mm -hmm. like any of my craft projects Mm -hmm. go untouched and that's okay. Yeah. No, absolutely. And again, I'm 
doing good by my business and keeping my tiny humans alive. <laughs> that's, that's right. All, that's all that matters. Yeah. And how does kind of this organization, how is it impacted by the fact that you work for in a venue that is not a traditional corporate office, right? Is it more challenging to keep yourself on track? Is it easier? Talk about the interpersonal dynamics. It's all I've ever known. Okay. Because right out of college, I went into sales at Cisco Systems. Yeah. And even though Cisco is a huge organization, mm -hmm. a sales role is largely entrepreneurial. You're kind of at the mercy of your clients' availability. Sure. It's not a button office type culture. And yeah. I became good with my time and managing that from mm -hmm. really early on in my career. So it's all I've ever known. Sure. So I've mm -hmm. had to develop a good amount of discipline to get my work done and relish in the fact that I didn't have to be somewhere at some given time because of an arbitrary rule that I could go grocery shopping in the middle of a Wednesday. Right. If that mm -hmm. it happened to be close to my Trader Joe's happened to be close to one of my clients and right. I really wanted that pumpkin mac and cheese. Right. Mm -hmm. Have you ever found yourself getting distracted because you don't have kind of these, these frameworks in place? I get distracted when I'm either, when I, I'm just unorganized, when I'm okay. having a hard time um, figuring out what it is I need to be spending my time on. And mm -hmm. that's when I'll close my computer. I will just take out a piece of paper and a pen and put my phone away and just do a massive brain dump of everything that's on my mind. Yeah. And then I step away from that list and like either sure. go play with Rocky or go play with Roe for a little bit or mm -hmm. like meditate or sure. nap, <laughs> love a nap, <laughs> yeah. and come back and I'm able to review that list with fresh eyes, figure out what the most important things jump out to you. Yeah. You just do. Mm -hmm. And Absolutely. so I highlight it, I put it in my calendar mm -hmm. and I work at it. Color code it. Color coded it. Yep. <laughs> and I work on them till they're they're done. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. Well, can you talk a little bit about the community aspect? Because this can be a very lonely endeavor, mm -hmm. right? Working for yourself, investing on your own. So mm -hmm. how does that come into play? How does that show up in your day-to-day -day or week-to-week? -week? It's hard and you have to work at it just like you work mm -hmm. at making sure you're taking care of it yourself. Yeah. These are not things that come intuitively or naturally. You have to make it a priority. So there are certain times at work where if I'm in the middle of renegotiating a bunch of stuff or negotiating things, I know that spending time with my portfolio companies or even with friends is going to take a backseat. As long as I don't go more than three weeks. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. working on it. And if it also it's taken me three weeks to do this, then something is wrong and how I'm managing my time. And sure. that's a good litmus test. Mm -hmm. I do try to have one evening like dinner or workout class or something with a friend a week. Mm -hmm. And I try to have a play date with one of Rose's friends and like their families once a week. Because I think that, that kind of cadence is doable sure. for this season of my life. Yeah. I'd Again, love to do more. Looking at the longer swaths of time exactly. as opposed to like hour by hour, day by day, it's more week to week, making sure these things balance out. Exactly. It's really smart, really healthy because otherwise you'll go crazy. You will. Yeah. You will. If you're all mm -hmm. by yourself working from home, it, it, it can get very lonely and it can get really hard. I'm lucky to have solopreneur or freelance friends who live mm -hmm. in my neighborhood who also have young kids. So some days we'll start the day by going for a walk together with the kids sure. in the stroller. Yeah. And that's such a nice way to start the week. Or really if my nice. dad's yeah. staying with me, we'll take a walk with Rocky in the stroller and we're able to actually work through some work stuff much more effectively when you're in the park, breathing fresh yeah. air, yeah. seeing green versus yeah. <laughs> hold up at Hunkered home. down and, yeah. Or like seeing the pile of dishes in the sink and oh. knowing that just is driving me crazy right now. <laughs> <laughs> I should procrastinate to clean and... <laughs> 
Oh, I definitely have done that once or twice mm-hmm. before, for sure. How does each of the different pieces of these things that you do, mm-hmm. whether it's the investing, whether it's being a mother, whether it's uh, you know running your business, how do they? How do you see them as as part of the makeup of who you are as a person and a professional? I mean, I don't really think about it. Don't think about it at all, really. They just, it's just, they are. Uh-huh. They just are. I well, mean, I mean, for I instance, kids, like, how do you decide, like, because you have to be thoughtful about this. You only have yes. so many hours. How do you prioritize? How do you figure out what is going to be a part of your life and what's not going to be a part of your life? It's, it self-regulates to an extent. Okay. I don't know if that's just my personal nature or something I worked very consciously at early on in my career that mm-hmm. has now settled into something I don't think about too much. Family and work have always been the two biggest priorities in my life. And mm-hmm. when you work with your family, yeah, the lines do get blurred, but it is also even that much more important to put a draw a line in the sand yeah. and say, we're off the clock or on the clock, sure. even at home. Mm-hmm. And as a result, like Roe doesn't care like about what our company does, even though it's named <laughs> after him or Rocky has listened to me practicing my pitch multiple times, yeah. like in a baby carrier, but he doesn't care. Mm-hmm. So I can't ever like conflate that with me spending quality time with my kids. Like it's either I'm working or I'm with my family. And as long as at the end of the week, I take a look at the empty blocks in my calendar, which means I was with my family or I was doing something for myself. Yeah. And the work blocks reflect me having made progress to get us to our ultimate goal of raising our series A. Sure. Then I feel good about it. And if I didn't feel good about it, I let myself look at, observe, where did I spend time on things that weren't as high priority Mm -hmm. and reshuffle things for the coming weeks. Sure. And what advice would you have for people who are either going to enter a phase of their life where they're going to kind of be required to structure their days on their own? They don't Mm -hmm. have a framework. They don't have an office to go to. And perhaps they're not as organized, you know, or Mm self-regulating as you are. What kind of advice would you give to them? Start with one little thing. Mm -hmm. Don't try to overhaul your entire life Immediately. Start with like one thing you do in the mornings that is purely just for your own well-being, whether Mm -hmm. that's meditating for a minute or having a dance party while you make the bed or (laughs) like find something that you actually want to do, not what you read like the most successful people doing and like trying to glean from them. Like Mm -hmm. really like make sure you're authentic to what you love. Pick one thing, Mm -hmm. start with one thing. Once Mm -hmm. that becomes routine, pick another thing. Yeah. And slowly you'll build the discipline and you'll build the self-regulation mm-hmm. to apply it in other areas of your life. Sure. And what about people who want to add an activity or add a job or add a blog? Uh, and they, they haven't done it before. Maybe they don't know how to start. As somebody who's done that a lot. What, what, what advice would you give there? I believe in, if you're going to do something, do it well. Mm-hmm. Don't just haphazardly start, but don't also be so paralyzed by perfection that you never start. Mm-hmm. So write down 20 things you're going to need to do to just get this up and running. Mm-hmm. Do one thing every single day mm-hmm. without fail. Put that like in your calendar for a half hour. I'm going to work on just this one thing. Mm-hmm. And slowly that like after 21 days, it takes 21 days to make a habit. Right. By that 21st day, you've one, accomplish this incredible list, which is an achievement in and of itself. Right. And you will have 
hit that time mark that you are going to be incentivized to keep going. Right. Mm -hmm. That's really, I'm a big believer in momentum. Mm -hmm. And it's so hard when you look at a problem as the sum of all the parts. Mm -hmm. But if you can break it down into its component parts and just start chipping it away, like you said, half hour a day, after 21 days, all of a sudden you've accomplished a lot more than you expected. Exactly. I can't remember who said the quote, but... We underestimate how much we can, or we overestimate how much we can do in a year and we underestimate how much we can do in 10 years or some variation of that yeah. I think is incredibly applicable to this particular situation. So, uh, so when well, I want to, I want to talk just a few more seconds about five smart reads because that's lighting the world on fire right now. When is the podcast dropping the one big thing and when is the website going to be live? The One Smart Thing podcast mm-hmm. will be dropping next month. Next month. Okay. I worked with one of my favorite musicians to license her song. Oh, that's that awesome. That I love. Yeah. So I'm really excited because I spent way too much time listening to like o- open source um, yeah. songs that I couldn't stand. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I really just want this one song. Can yeah. I just, let me just DM her on Instagram and see what she says. Yeah. And yeah, we. That's awesome. So we're in the process of just finalizing that. Mm-hmm. And it should be dropping mid-October. 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 Okay. And where can people find you online? So you can find me on Instagram. Okay. I'm Hitha Palapu, H-I-T-H-A-P-A-L-E-P-U. And from there, you can sign up for the Five Smart Reads newsletter. You can read the Smart Reads every weekday on my Insta stories or in the story highlight. I do Q&A Friday Mm -hmm. and I will answer anything you ask me, even super personal questions. Mm -hmm. I highly recommend it. (laughs) I'm an avid reader of the five smart reads and a follower. Actually, that's how this started. I was reading one of your articles. I was like, well, we should have her on the podcast. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. One last question for you that, um, how do you have, one of the things you're really good at in the five smart reads is talking about an issue that perhaps can be Uh, a little bit incendiary, a little bit, um, people get aggressive when they talk Mm -hmm. about it, but you can have a very civil conversation. How do you do that in the environment that we live in today? I think it's just anything you share, share it respectfully. Mm -hmm. Don't, I mean, something I talk about a lot is I'm very Mm pro-vaccination, but I understand people choosing not to vaccinate often comes from a place of fear. And every parent is just trying to do the best they can. And there is a lot of information that looks deeply scientific, but isn't. And so I understand why people get confused on this issue. I understand the fears that any parent has on, like Mm -hmm. you said, just, I want to keep my kids alive. Yeah, exactly. And to me, this is a big way of how I keep my kids alive. (laughs) I can't tell you how many rabbit holes I've gone down looking at, you know, different things vis-a-vis like keeping newborns safe, happy, and healthy. It's just, there's so much info out there. It's hard to discern what's real and what's not. And a lot of stuff looks legitimate. And even for someone like me who is a scientist and works in this industry, I have to sometimes take a second glance at some things because it looks so official and rigorous that I actually have to take a step back and come yeah. back with fresh eyes and be like, wait, mm-hmm. this is the double blind randomized study. Where was it conducted? And go <laughs> right, like, right, right. nerd out of it. Uh-huh. And at the end of the day, vaccination keeps people and civilizations and communities healthy overall. Herd right. immunity is very real and it needs to be preserved and it is in danger and eliminated in a lot of places in the United States, which is terrifying to me. Yeah. But 
I never want to tell someone they're wrong for believing what they are. I'd like to just share with them some information. And if they come to me as a trusted source of she shares really important things and I can trust that what she's sharing is legitimate mm-hmm. and actually scientific. Right. And they're able to approach the the issue that their beliefs and maybe be a little more open-minded about reading somebody else's view. That's all I can ask for. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not here to force, I don't believe in forcing people. I don't think we should all believe in the same things, mm-hmm. but I am here to share information that I have vetted as legitimate. Again, I'm not a journalist. I'm just insanely curious, but in anything healthcare related, I also have spent decades <laughs> building a career in this field. Right. And if I can help demystify some of the things that mm-hmm. confuse a lot of people and confuse me sometimes, sure. I'm happy to do so. I'm happy to be a resource in that setting. Right. It's incredibly hard to do, especially the platforms that we have. They're very specific and mm-hmm. kind of what you can share, you know, whether it's Twitter, 140 characters yeah. of what it used to be. I think it's 280 it's now, now. It's 280 now. Yeah. Um, but still limited, right? Uh, and Instagram more conducive to photos or videos. So it's incredibly hard to do. And it's been awesome to see five smart reads take off and maybe even some, you know, what I would qualify as longer form content, more thoughtful content, taking off on a platform that, you know, is has been known to be just the place to go for quick images yeah. and quick stories. The highlight reel of everyone's life. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so if you haven't already, make sure you go follow, hit the on Instagram, that's hit the Palapu, mm-hmm. uh, and sign up for Five Smart Reads and keep an eye out for a podcast dropping next month. Yes. Hit that. thanks so much for joining us today on Influencer Business. Thank great you for having you. me. Just an awesome conversation with Hitha. She is really a wonderful person, incredibly smart, very talented, very good at organizing herself uh, and her time. I've took away a lot of tips myself and have over the last several months of following her and engaging with her. Um, it, really incredible. If you don't already follow her, make sure you do. Uh, on Instagram, her handle is Palapu. That's H-I-T-H-A-P-A-L. E-P-U, or head over to her blog, hit the on the go. As she mentioned, she has a lot of amazing things that are dropping over the course of the next several months. At the very least, you should be following her five smart reads, which she posts every single day. It's an incredibly great curated list of five things that you should read every day because you can just be overloaded by the news as we talked about. But I want to really quickly unpack a few other things that we talked about with Hitta that I think are incredibly important. You know, first and foremost, everybody has a lot going on. We all have things we want to do. We have family obligations. We have work obligations. We have personal obligations. And then there are things that we want to add on top of that. You know, we need to have some me time, if you will. We need to be able to recharge. And I think one of the key points that Hitta made is that you have to look at the balance in your life or how effective you're being over the course of at least a week. You can't look at the day-to-day necessarily and grade yourself simply because crazy things happen. You know, fires pop up at work that you have to put out. You have things that go wrong. You have a family member who gets sick. All these things just pop into your schedule without warning. And so you got to give yourself a little bit of grace, a little bit of leeway to see things balance out over the course of the week. That will keep you sane. I think that's an incredibly powerful point that she made because otherwise you'll be grading yourself day to day and thinking that you're failing and that will lead to worse and worse outcomes for yourself. The second thing that I really want to harp on is her point about routines. We work in this industry where no two days are the same. So it feels incredibly hard to develop a routine when things are constantly changing. But Hitha has done an amazing job of creating a routine framework in her own way and giving herself the leeway to break it, to adhere to it. But 
one of the things she said when you're starting out, if you're somebody who hasn't been able to do this or has never tried or has tried and failed, it doesn't matter. What she says is pick one thing and just focus on that one thing, whether it's working out first thing in the morning, whether it's reading, whether it's, you know, simply spending five minutes with your husband or kids, pick out one thing that is incredibly important to you and build that into your routine. And once you master that and it has become part of your routine, then you add another. But you start small and you build momentum. And that will allow you to achieve a lot over a period of time as opposed to trying to do it all at once. Incredibly important point and something that uh, I've actually seen play out in my own life incredibly well. And finally, I also want to talk about one other thing that hit the pointed out. I think that she's been incredibly honest on social media about all the things that she can't do. She is a lot of things. She is an investor. She's a mother. She's a wife. She is a CEO. She's a founder. She's an influencer. She's an author. She's a lot of things. And we oftentimes look at all of those things that she is and think to ourselves, why can't I do all of those things? But I think one of the things that Hitha does incredibly well is she also is very clear about what she doesn't do because it's important that we all only have 24 hours in the day. We've all heard that old adage, you have the same 24 hours in a day as pick your name celebrity. And what she does is she realizes that and she realizes that there are only certain things she can do. She can't do it all. And so she's very deliberate, whether that's she doesn't do laundry or she has help come over so that you know, her house is cleaned by someone else instead of her, whether it's meal prepping on the weekend so she can just assemble during the week. She's incredibly honest and very deliberate about the things that she doesn't do. And that allows her to achieve more by being that deliberate, by allowing yourself that grace and saying, hey, I can't do all of this myself. You can actually achieve a lot more. And I think that's incredibly important to keep in mind when we're scrolling through Instagram and seeing all of these people doing all of these amazing things. They're not telling you what they're not doing. You got to keep that in mind. And so be deliberate about that in your own lives. Again, a great conversation with Hitha. She has so many amazing nuggets. If you're not already following her online, either on Instagram or on her website, definitely do that. I am super excited for her podcasts to come out. You know they're going to be incredibly high quality because she is smart, she is personable, and really just a wonderful person to be around and have in your daily routine. Can't recommend her highly enough. And again, another plug from us here at Trove. If you haven't already, please stop what you're doing right now. It takes literally two seconds. Leave us that five-star rating and give us a glowing review. It really helps and we would really appreciate it. And a big shout out to my guy, P. Crimmy, for always making us sound better over the podcast than we do in person. We couldn't do it without you. And thanks for joining me this week on Influencer Business. I'm your host, Rich Scudelari, and we'll see you next time.